Hi, and welcome to Connections, the Altice USA podcast. As a company, Altice helps people simply connect with the things that matter most to them. On this podcast, we'll look to connect our listeners to people and ideas at the leading edge of the media and technology worlds. It's as simple as that. I'm Doug Sertan, Senior Director of Corporate Communications here at Altice USA, and I'll be your host. For more information about this podcast or to share your comments, check us out online at alticeusa.com or on Twitter and Instagram. Today on the podcast, we're talking to Michael Schreiber, the president of Altice USA News. Who better to help us understand some of the forces impacting the news business today than a leader who was a founding member of the team that launched Hulu, has led content acquisition for major cable operators, and who now oversees two news organizations focused on unique ends of the audience spectrum in hyper-local and global. It's that time. We're on in three, two, one. Let's get to it. You know, Mike, it's such a dynamic time in the media business. You've worked in the industry for a while with a number of big companies. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing, what excites you, uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Sure. No, thanks for the question. So um, the, the interesting thing about the media business right now is more people are using and consuming media than ever before. Right? You always hear these stories about how less people are watching TV or less people are going to the movies or what, what have you. But actually, interestingly enough, people are using media more often than ever before. So um, the consumption of media is higher. It's just changing. So we have a really interesting opportunity. And, and uh, I've had a lot of experiences in the past, whether it's in the movie the side of the business, in the entertainment, in news and sports in my, in my career. And then you see it in all of those different genres. Um, but it's, it's, it's changing. The world of consumption, the way people get their access to any of that content across the board is changing. It's fragmenting. People are getting it not only on their TV screens in different ways, whether it's from their smart TV or from their cable box, but whether they get it from the phone in their pocket or the computer on their, on their desk. It's a, uh, it's a new world of, of managing all of those different platforms. But it's fun. It's exciting. It's, a, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an opportunity for anybody that's in the media business to be able to achieve the same success they've had on the TV platform, as an example, for a TV network, on all the other platforms that their consumers are, are, are utilizing. So it's also a challenge. It's, a, it's an exciting time where you have this challenge of trying to figure out how to uh, pull back all of those experience and all the viewership into sort of one viewership uh, model to be able to uh, tell the story of how your content's performing, to tell the story to advertisers in terms of how to generate revenue, and to continue to understand your audience so you're making sure you're producing the right content. So it's exciting, it's interesting, but it's also a pretty big challenge for the media industry to figure out how to how to develop the right content um, on the right platform and, uh, and think about the world as it changes. And then you have one more step, which is next year's gonna be a whole nother world. There's gonna be some new product, there's gonna be some new um, uh, service that, uh, that we're gonna wanna focus on and figure out how to perform and uh, and uh, try to be the best uh, the best media platform we could be so now where we are in the news business and what I focus on you look at that and you say okay well how do we actually figure out what next year is going to be and how do we get there first and that's uh, that's also a fun strategic challenge to think about and, and dive into so it's exciting it's fun interesting um, speaking of news that's an interesting segue into our next question you know the the on the media side or I should say on the business side we're seeing a, a, a pretty large trend play out of um, the distributors syncing up with the content developers to kind of create a, a really compelling offer to, to hook customers 
you know, our approach to that has been to really focus on news, which is the organization that you run. Tell us a little bit about Altice USA News, what it's about, and kind of what our unique strategy is to where the value is for, for our customers through, through those channels. Great, great. So um, we actually uh, built the Altice News organization, the Altice USA News organization, about five or six months ago, um, really with a focus from Altice to invest in our news and content businesses. Altice and, and Patrick, our founder, actually has been investing in news businesses throughout the world. Um, we have one of the largest news businesses in France, as an example. So uh, uh, putting together a larger investment of news in the U.S. was only sort of a natural step for the business. And bringing the organization um, uh, into sort of one division helps us invest further. So, for example, we brought in our global news network, which is called I24 News, uh, which really brings uh, international stories, a different take on, on the news, bringing in um, stories you wouldn't necessarily see on the, on the bigger cable networks like CNN and Fox News, bringing it to the U.S. Uh, with the sensibility towards the Middle East. So talking through the, the stories that really affect the Middle East that are evolving in the Middle East um, and bringing that to U.S. audiences. Um, so that's an exciting business and product that has, uh, has been managed across uh, the Altice footprint, but, uh, but now it's fully managed uh, from the U.S. entity in conjunction with our partners in, uh, in Tel Aviv. So that's, uh, that's one business. Second business is actually on the other end of the news spectrum, which is News 12, which is our hyper-local news business. And that um, that's, goes even more local than a broadcaster. So we actually take an approach where we are focused on the news of a specific, specific part of our footprint and looking at um, each, individual, each individual part of the, the tri-state uh, market. Um, so that's the second uh, second stool uh, leg of our stool. The third leg of our stool is sports business and really focused on high school sports and looking at uh, the communities that we serve and how to get more and more coverage of the high schools and the high school students and their families that we can. And we believe that's not only great content, but we believe it's great for our communities to get them promoted and, the, and their coverage of their students and then the schools and just getting the, the schools and creating more awareness for the for the, the high schools and, and the, the work that they're doing, uh, both from a sports perspective and even sometimes broader than that. So those are the really the three legs of the stool um, for Altice USA News. So it's I-24, News 12, and our varsity uh, high school sports business. So we're excited. Um, we've actually uh, been investing further in all of those categories um, and uh, just uh, about to open a, a bureau in Los Angeles for, for I-24. We're investing in a new um, facility for our Long Island news operation and Beth Page uh, that we've just announced. Um, so a lot of uh, lot of effort and focus for the company in news. And we believe that's an area that we can excel in. We have history there from, from Altice as well as uh, from some of our legacy businesses like Cablevision where News 12 was founded out of. Yeah, you know, uh, having grown up in the New York area um, and having watched News 12 for a while now, I, I know how powerful a brand it is. And the business itself is, is doing quite well, particularly as it's uh, invested in the in the digital side of it. Tell us a little bit more about the operations of News 12. I mean, what, what has made and what continues to make News 12 um, as, as much of a valuable asset to our customers as it is today? 
Great, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great business. We we're really excited about about News Twelve, not only where where it is today, but where where the future leads us. Um, we have uh, a, an amazing opportunity. The business and the people that have created this this business have just put so much passion into it, and really, it's a competitive. We have a competitive advantage that no one else has in the marketplace, which is being able to actually gather our news on a hyper-local basis. And just to explain that briefly, what that means is, for example, we have a whole news um, gathering and production uh, entity that sits on Long Island specifically, as you mentioned. We have one that sits in Connecticut. We have one that sits in New Jersey, in the Bronx, Brooklyn, in Westchester County, in Hudson County. So there's all these different um, locations that we specifically focus only in those in those areas. And, and we're not um, uh, we're not spread thin, so we actually don't have the problem that a broadcaster does, which is, which is focused on trying to manage all of those locations in one broadcast. We can focus, we can send our news gatherers, our reporters, um, and our photographers out to um, to any location in those regions. So we have the ability to bring the stories back that the customers really care about and the community really cares about. And not only are we bringing stories specifically that folks on Long Island care about. So for example, they don't really care about a New Jersey story. They care about Long Island stories. So we're bringing them Long Island stories. Um, not only that, but while we're out there, we're interacting with the community. So we're out there every day. We're interacting with the local police departments. We're interacting with the local po politicians, the, the local fire departments, the hospitals, the courts, you name it. And we get to know those those uh, those organizations and those people in those organizations. So we become more of a fabric of the community. So we're telling the community stories and we're informing them. So it's something more than just a media entity. It's really a connection um, with each of the communities that we serve in this news in this news business. So that foundation and that competitive advantage really we build everything off of. Um, and when we when we build all of it off of, we need to make sure we have a great product on TV. That, uh, that performs well. We need to make sure we have a great product on digital that performs well. We need to make sure we have a great product uh, when it comes to social media that performs well. So we're really, when you take the foundation of all the great work that the teams do and hyper-localize it in each of our regions um, and the connection with the community, um, it's really a, a product that, uh, from our perspective, that it's hard to compete with. We believe it's something that uh, um, that uh, will be will be a, a strong, uh, and growing product for, for time for the time to come and and uh, the advertisers are are, are are also seeing that and really want to be part of that connection with the community so we see a very healthy uh, um, a healthy advertising stream uh, going with that as well that's interesting that you bring up the advertising side because I, w I wanted to hear a little bit more about almost the business of local news right you know I think uh, perhaps more than ever before the value and quality of the media, not just local, but across the board is really, you know, driving a big part of the conversation in our country, uh, for better or for worse. And I think um, a lot of that is focused on kind of, you know, mainstream media, if you will. But uh, as, as they say, all politics is local. And, and I know that a lot of our coverage locally and the value that our, our local news efforts provide are around, you know, uh, local political issues that, that only get covered by entities like News 12. What, what is the state of local news today? Um, you know, what is it like running a business? What are the opportunities? What are the potential pitfalls? Kind of what, what are you seeing as, as you're operating this business now in a, in a very um, hyper, you know, digitally focused world? 
Sure, sure. Yeah, local news is um, uh, there's a lot of headwinds on the local news business, and, and more so on the print side, but also on the on the video side. But uh, but over time, uh, uh, if you start with print and think about what's happened and how that business has fragmented to the point where a lot of the digital the digital progress has been made to the point where it's really hurt the traditional um, the traditional business of print. People are. Um, you know, almost everybody has a device in their pocket that can produce text in a quality way. So it really has changed the model of reading a paper, um, a physical paper. So, um, so that business has been disrupted the most. So you take that as one of the cornerstones of traditional local news, and then you look at video and TV news, um, and that's the that's been um, harder to disrupt um, uh, from that perspective. But still getting still getting disrupted by by all these new consumption habits um, uh, in similar ways, just not as big of an effect. So the question is, all right, well, how do you embrace it, right? The print uh, the, the the print world, I think, took a little bit too long to start embracing that category. But the video um, and the TV news uh, uh, business actually has had an opportunity to to adapt and, um, and change. And that's what we've done at News 12, um, which is really look and see those changes and invest. Um, and even before I got there, the management there has, has really started that process and done a great job of investing and putting the right strategies in place to get a strong mobile strategy, to get a strong um, web and digital strategy, and to start building a social strategy as well. Um, it's something that we need to make sure, as I talked about with consumption habits uh, on an earlier question, we need to make sure we are the best in on all those platforms. So for example, we are the number one network. News 12 is the number one network in our homes. Um, on TV, and we still are, which is great. So we're still performing when it comes to um, to television, and you see a lot of local news broadcasters, etc., who are having problems with their TV viewership. We are still number one, and we're excited to be there. And we're going to continue to grow. We also need to be number one on all of our other platforms. So we need to be number one in mobile. We need to be number one in web. We need to be number one in social. Um, and take social as an example. Right now, we have more followers than the broadcasters. So if you put all, uh, if you put our regions together in the new, in the tri-state uh, market, so we are achieving success. Um, we're excited about that, and we only um, only uh, are going to continue to grow that success. So we're, so we do believe there um, there are specific headwinds to the the news business. Um, but uh, we're bucking those trends, and, and it's really a testament to our people and the hyper-local focus we have on our communities that, that we're able to do that. Um, if you're going to open up an app and you want to check out the news and you live and you work in Long Island, why open up a broadcast app that's going to tell you about Connecticut and it's going to tell you about New Jersey? You want to open up the app that's going to tell you about Long Island. And that's what we do for them. We almost create a utility in addition to our news product. So we're, we're excited to keep to keep focusing on that. We've we've invested in a couple new hires as well to continue to, to push that forward. We have a, we have a new uh, head of marketing and a new head of digital all in the in the ways to push that forward to increase our awareness to help customers understand that that advantage that we're providing to them and as well as proliferate more more and more digital content um, across more and more platforms. Cool. You know, I as you mentioned before, our two news brands sit on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of hyper-local and, and a global focus. Um, what, what kind of learnings do you see going back and forth across the spectrum um, running those businesses that, that each can learn from? Sure. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting. We are as far as far to the end of the spectrum in the news business as you can be. 
So we have a global news business which pulls stories from all over the world and we have a hyper-local news business that pulls stories from specific towns and communities. So it's interesting, when you look at that, you're saying there's no way we can do things together. There's no way that each, each other, we can be helping each other. But it's actually not true. We've actually, there are many ways we've been helping each other and making both of those organizations stronger and making it, making the, the, the overall Altice USA news business stronger. So a few examples is one is, even though we're a hyper-local lo news uh, entity on the, on the News 12 side, we still hit the big, the big national and global stories. You can't not. You wouldn't be trusted as a news entity if you didn't. So we still hit them. But now, when we hit a national or global story, we can go live. We can bring in an expert. We can actually go directly to the source. and so We can go on location with the I-24 business. They are there. Their, their correspondents are there. So a great example is when there was the, the North Korean summit. We had an I-24 person on the ground in in, in uh, Korea. So we were able to go live from a News 12, a hyper local news business, and go live into Korea via our partner of the News 12. So it really just it just changes the game. We're not going to do more national, we're not going to do more global for, for News 12, but when we do it, it just increases our quality and increases the, the value of, uh, of our news gathering and our product. Um, and then I'll flip it to the other side. So take, for example, um, some unfortunate news over the last uh, few weeks where um, uh, there were these alleged bombs that were sent around to, um, to a number of, of different uh, uh, folks in the political and, and media world. Um, we actually, a number of them were sent uh, to locations in Westchester County. We have a hyper-local news business in Westchester County. We know where the Clintons live. We know where George Soros lives. We actually know the community well, the police and the, the fire departments, etc., that were involved in that. So we were able to be on the scene and gathering the news at the moment with our hyper-local news team for News 12. And it actually brought much more of a local perspective back to I-24. So they could actually tap into um, uh, to that news uh, via our News 12 business. And we actually had at one point in time, we had a, a you know multiple um, uh, folks on the screen telling each of the stories because they were in different locations throughout the US. Uh, in, in terms of that news coverage, we had someone in Florida where one of the packages was sent. We had someone um, in, uh, in DC where another of the packages was sent. We had someone in New York, Manhattan where another package was sent. And we had someone in Westchester County. All, all a uh, combination of, dif of, of News 12 and I-24 um, correspondence um, that created a story um, that really brought, uh, brought it to life um, for, uh, for our viewers that you wouldn't have been able to do without a, a connection between those two businesses. So a lot of really interesting and exciting, and, and there's more to come there. I mean, we have uh, so many opportunities to do things together uh, between our organizations that, uh, um, that it's exciting. And, and interestingly enough, um, even that, we have a lot of alumni from News 12 that actually are part of the I-24 business. So it's even a great career progression opportunity for, um, um, for our, our teams as well and, and really developing new skills and, and, and new opportunities for, for our employees. So I'm excited by that as well. Mike, tell us a little bit more broadly about the state of news and the news business. Is, is this a good time to be in the news business, right? I mean, there's obviously an opportunity with what's happening from a cultural and political standpoint. You know, I, I think it's somewhat fair to say that the news is, is under attack. Um, I mean, from where you sit, right, is, is this a good time to be trying to strengthen the value that news provides this country or, or are the challenges just 
just really starting to mount. Sure. So actually, it's uh, I, I, there's sort of two different versions of, of what's happening, or two different versions of the questions that I'll, I'll, I'll focus on. One is, right now is a great time to be in the news business. There is so much news. There's so much focus on what's happening and getting the story told. Um, there's so many stories. I mean, it is amazing right now, the amount of activity there is um, in the world and the stories to tell. We haven't had a slow news day in a long time, right? I mean, there are so many stories to tell. Some are unfortunate, some are positive, some are, are uh, you know, don't have as much emotion attached, but there's a, um, but there is a ton of, of, uh, of news. So it's great to be in the news business now, whether it's locally, um, and you're talking about the local le- elections or you're talking about um, the environment or education in your community, um, tons and tons of stories. If you're talking about the national um, environment right now in the U.S., again, a lot, of, a lot of interesting stories to be told. And then globally right now, there is so many things out in the marketplace, whether it's Brexit in, um, in Europe or um, some of the changes that's happening in the Middle East or even what's happening with North Korea and Asia. There are so many um, uh, sort of defining stories in our world at the moment that, uh, um, uh, that it's, uh, it's really great to be a news business and, and to focus and bring that to our viewers. So that's exciting. The flip side, there is a lot of uh, negativity around the news uh, business as well that's being stimulated here and there, um, which actually makes it... it, it it helps embolden anybody that's a journalist, and we have amazing journalists in our organization to really tell the stories and, and go out there and find the truth and report on it and, um, and do their best at their jobs. It's almost, um, you know, from our perspective, it's, it's almost creating more excitement and more motivation to go out there and, and uncover the truth and find these great stories and really figure out the way to tell those stories and produce great storytelling back to our, to our viewers and using um, great photography and great audio and great writing and great reporting um, and bringing that all back, uh, back to our viewers and, and, uh, and trying, to, um, uh, trying to buck any of the negativity trends that are out there about, um, about news media and, uh, and really, really show that, uh, that uh, we can, we can uh, change uh, people's minds about what uh, the news media brings to the world. And we believe that it's only, only bringing, and we believe, um, and a, you know, especially when it comes to something like News 12, an unbiased uh, global view of the world. Um, and that's uh, that's something that's important. That's important to us. And and then when it comes to the local, it's really bringing a a voice of the community um, that uh, you won't find anywhere else. Well, that's great to hear that uh, within the organization, the morale of the the folks on the front line who are creating these stories are, are really emboldened by the challenge to, you know, um, uh, create more value and really fortify what um, you know what the media means to uh, to our democracy and, and and to our country that 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 is great that's great to hear tell me a little bit more specifically i guess in, in the same vein um how how is what's happening in the political world kind of changing the way news organizations have to operate right we're, we're sitting here having this discussion on election day um you know just as interested as i will be um in seeing the actual results tonight um, i'm always fascinated in the way that these things are covered um, I think it's fair to say in the last couple presidential elections that that cycle seems to start earlier and earlier. And I think the, the news media has had to keep up with that pace and, and, and follow along, you know, key candidates who who, um, 
who are looking at, at those types of offices. I mean, as as we get through the rest of today uh, and looking ahead to 2020, I mean, what how, how are organizations like the ones you run adapting to, to kind of keep up with the, the pace of politics? Sure. No, it's a, it's an interesting evolution. Um, I don't know if there's, I don't know if you'd even call it a cycle anymore. We're just in it. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a lot of it. And um, it's a, uh, um, it's interesting. Um, I mean, you were already talking about 2020, uh, you know, in 2016. So it's not, uh, um, you know, the ups and downs are, are, it's pretty stable news all the time when it comes to politics, especially in the U.S. For us, it's a, um, there's two versions of it. There's the local version, which is the News 12 uh, focus, and then there's the, the really the national and global version, which is the I-24 um, focus. And it's a, um, I'll start and, and first hit on the local side. Um, even the local, and you get out of the what's happening in D.C. and the White House and, and, uh, and Congress and the Senate, and you look at really local politics, um, it's becoming, just because of the sort of the hypersensitivity towards politics that, that the U.S. has, has, uh, has been uh, moving uh, towards, it has actually gotten um, to the point where people are more interested in who their state senators are more interested in who their their county executive is. Um, it's interesting. It's actually uh, got more people involved, got more people interested, and we've been able to help with that uh, from a perspective of bringing people interesting stories. So we've actually invested in that local politics. And for example, in Long Island, we created a show um, called Ask the County Executive, where we bring in the county executive and we talk to them about the issues. That's never happened before. We haven't really had that connectivity uh, between us and the, and the the, the local politicians um, uh, to do shows like that and it's really come out with the great ideas from from our teams um, and, uh, and the great people that work uh, that work on our on our news uh, in our news businesses we've done the same thing in um, in Brooklyn and Bronx with the with the borough presidents there um, that uh, that has been very successful so we really feel like uh, bringing bringing that to light and helping our viewers get more information about their local politicians not only something they're interested in but um, we can help them get even more interested in broad in that audience. So we're excited about that. On a national level, it's a whole nother ballgame there in terms of what's happening on the political scene. We, um, uh, we've actually invested in, and have uh, even moved a correspondent from New York down to DC just because there's so much content coming out. Of, of Washington D.C. at the moment in terms of, of, of uh, political content, and it's a it's really I mean the more the more divided um, the parties get, it seems like the more news and the more conflict that comes out of, of Washington. So it's interesting to it'll be interesting to see tonight. I'm going to spend the night in the um, in the I-24 newsroom and uh, and uh, and watch as the as the uh, the results come in and, and work with the team and and uh, um, really dedicated team at I-24 excited to, to, to see them at their best tonight and uh, it's going to be interesting as uh, as the the results come in and and we see uh, um, how uh, how the world and really the US um, uh, comes out and, and supports whichever candidates they uh, they deem they deem best uh, today so it's going to be interesting I think I think really um, I think we had a defining moment in, in 2016 and really an eye-opening moment for a lot of people on whichever side of the aisle they sit in terms of getting out and driving more people to the polls and I think we're just going to see an increase in, in activity this year and I think it's only going to grow so it's a great time to be in the news business it's a great time to to help um, uh, to help tell the political stories and to work with each of the, the, the politicians about uh, about what they're focused on and, and trying to be uh, um, uh, trying to bring consumers uh, the most and most helpful information we can. 
I want to go back um, in talking about the growth of digital and being on all screens and, and the changes in, in consumption habits. Um, obviously, in the last um, decade, with the emergence of, of the social platforms that are so huge and so omnipresent in our lives today, um, so many publishers have um, really relied on these platforms as a tremendous uh, source of referral traffic. Um, and I think in the last couple of months, you know, maybe even the last couple of years, there's been a lot more questioning of, is that the right thing for media brands to be doing or not? Um, what, do you, what do you think about the idea that so many people today rely on social feeds to, to get their news, whether it's um, as an entry point for a brand like I-24 or News 12 or the New York Times or whomever they, they choose to, to follow, or you know, sourcing information from uh, non-media entities, families and family and friends, if you will. You know, where do you stand that as somebody who's running a, a media business today? Sure. I mean, I think there's a there's an intersection of social, which is inherently means your community around you, your local community, not meaning from a town perspective, but from your family and friends, right? That's what the word social means, right? It's the whole idea is connecting yourself in an easier way, and that's what these platforms were built for, right? So um, there are some uh, some outlets that have taken advantage of that and, and proliferated, uh, you know, influence in ways that uh, that, that have sort of have exploited uh, some of those categories um, that we've heard over the last few years in the news, and you have a lot of the social networks cracking down on that over time. But when you provide a high-quality journalistic content like we do, um, we just want to get it out there. And we want people to know they can share it with their social uh, circles. So um, from my perspective, we are proud of our content. We are proud of what we produce. We are proud of the stories that we tell. So we would we embrace any way to get that to our customers and any way for our customers to tell their friends and family about it. So from our perspective, social is not only uh, you know a great platform in terms of uh, increasing awareness of our stories and content, but but it, we think it's a great platform for um, uh, for telling the stories. One example for example for. Uh, some strategies in the past and some strategies in other media companies have been to try to get to use social media to bring them back to your platforms, bring them back to your apps and your websites. But we've actually decided to, well, you know, that's one option. But a lot of times you'll lose people on the transition from the social, the social platforms back to your platform. We've decided to actually invest in playing out a lot of our content on the social platforms. We don't want to lose people in that transition. We don't want to create more friction. We actually want to get people to watch the content. And, um, and so we've actually switched uh, our strategy where we actually play out a good portion of our content on the social platforms. And that actually has created more loyalty and more stickiness between us and our customers um, to the point where all of our boats are rising. So you have more people going to our websites, you have more people watching our videos. Um, so we just feel like if we can get and show people the great journalistic uh, content that we, we provide them and how connected it is to their communities, that we can actually rise all the boats. And that's what we've done. And, and we've even invested further. So for example, we've taken some, uh, uh, even outside of our traditional journalistic um, uh, newscasts, we've went out and said, hey, how about we produce additional content, digital originals? 
So one uh, project that we're just at the beginning of, we're only four episodes in, but a couple of our, uh, our very talented anchors in, uh, in Long Island um, have created um, a show um, called Elizabeth and Alyssa, and um, they've created a Facebook watch show where they've, they've produced about four episodes so, so far, and they've put it up on Facebook and already have seen um, um, over 55,000 views in just the, the, early, uh, the early times of this, of this show. So that's something where it doesn't really take a significant amount of cost to go out and figure out how to produce that type of content. Um, we've got most of the infrastructure. We can then go and produce these interesting um, new types of content. And they really go out and bring different guests in. It's not really focused on the hard news. It's focused a little bit more on the softer news and, and, and really drives a new content category for us. And we can proliferate that on social and on digital and drive new audience. And, and a lot of times uh, the social platforms bring us younger audiences too, which is helpful in the news business um, today. So, um, so that's great. And we're excited about things, things like that. I'll give one more example, which is varsity um, and the varsity sports business, um, which focuses on high school sports. Obviously high school age um, students are on social more than not. So there's a question of, okay, well, if we want to increase the viewership of our of our high school uh, sports um, broadcast, we're live, we're, we're, li- we're shooting live games. Um, so we're putting them on air and on, on TV networks, but the question is, all right, well, shouldn't we be airing these live games on digital and, and social as well? So we kicked off just recently Facebook Live broadcasts of varsity football games, um, and uh, we've actually seen a 49% lift in viewership when you combined um, the uh, the on-air TV viewership and the Facebook Live viewership. So it really shows that you, you need to be where the consumers are and you'll be successful, especially when you get down to things like high school sports and, and high school students. Um, that really is you know where they're spending a lot of their time. So we feel like we're we're uh, we're experimenting and, and investing in those in those platforms and really seeing the value come back. That's great. And <clears throat> once again, it's it's like you read my mind. Um, I got a last question for you. You know, here at Altice USA, we, we pride ourselves on innovation being core to, to who we are as a company. Um, maybe broadly speaking, you know, looking out into 2019 and beyond, what are what are you excited about or what are you hopeful for in terms of innovation in, in the news business? Sure. Uh, um, so we're always trying to, to change and, and to think about how we can uh, um, how we can do more interesting things with our with our content, um, and really, um, the biggest the biggest opportunity for us is con- to continue to to create new and interesting content um, for all of these fragmented platforms. So what we're doing right now, literally, is a podcast, and that is something that we haven't done a bunch of yet in in our news business. So that just right there, if you look at uh, something over the next twelve months that we're we're going to focus on, it's 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 literally this type of medium. So podcasting, we run a five a.m. newscast, and and um, a lot of people will tune into that five a.m. newscast in their house, and then get into their car and drive to work, right? And if you're in the New York tri-state area, you're probably not driving 10 minutes to work, unfortunately. So you're in your car for a while. We don't actually have a product yet that focuses on that medium, is how can we get you an audio version of our morning news? And it, it sounds simplistic, and, and uh, but it hasn't been done yet. So those are the type of innovations that I wanna, I wanna jump on and focus on. 
and really uh, um, take all the great, again, the foundation, the great people and the great stories that we're producing and, and adapt them for, for this, these, these growing and, and new platforms and, and, uh, and investing in, in, in each of those categories. Because we, uh, uh, you know, we can continue, as I mentioned, we are number one in Optimum Households. We can be number one on every platform. So that's really our goal. Awesome. Predictions for tonight? No, no, I don't have any predictions, but I, I tell you, when I went to my, the polls myself this morning, I saw bigger crowds than I've ever seen before um, in my local uh, in my local state polling station. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, well, like I said before, I'm definitely looking forward to see what uh, what coverage looks like, uh, and we'll look for great things for, for the news division in the future. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks so much for, for talking with us. Yeah, thank you.